to Tall Poppy. Last weekend, I attended Future Assembly and spoke to three young women with very different roles and experiences in the tech world. This is a great example of bringing an idea to fruition and seeing what happens when you've got a bunch of people with similar interests in a room. Let me give you a bit of a picture of it. It was held at the Town Hall building at Flemington Racecourse, one large room with very few walls, two stages, one at either end, and a large area in the middle with exhibitors. It was a bit loud, and you'll hear that in my interviews, as well as the segment at the end. I started with Grace Wern, communication specialist for Vic Hyper through RMIT, part of the SpaceX Hyperloop pod competition, the only remaining team in the Southern Hemisphere in this initiative headed by Elon Musk. She talked about her work translating tech concepts into digestible forms such as smart cities as an outcome for the vision of fast rail and the impact it can have on rural Australia. Her group is aiming to make possible a 50-minute commute between Melbourne and Sydney. Then I spoke to Casey Thomas, CEO of Dark Shadow Studios, a tech startup enabling risk-free drone racing using VR. You can crash as many times as you like without damage because it's virtual. She talks about the challenge of being an unfunded startup and a young female CEO, plus the rewards of doing something you love based on her own experience of trying different career paths. Sally Kellaway is the founder of Virtual Reality Content Creators of Australia and a senior technical audio designer at Zero Latency VR. She was a presenter at Future Assembly, and we talked about what employers and startups can do to bring more gender diversity to their business and teams, and the difference a diverse workforce or team can make. The last part is a minute from the My Vote presentation with some bold declarations on the subject of digital democracy. Enjoy! My name's Grace Wern and I am a uh, communication specialist as part of Vic Hyper. So we're an uh, interdisciplinary team of RMIT students competing in SpaceX Hyperloop pod competition. And my role on the team is to help do the communications of the team, help with sponsorship and also a little on the side of operations as well. So does that mean you're translating what the techies are doing so that the rest of us can understand? Absolutely. So what we're dealing with is really high-tech, really in-depth engineering uh, technology, technical terms. And so we're having to really strip it down, make it really simple and understandable and digestible so it can resonate with everybody. And um, tell me about the, the competition aspect of it and, and um, where you're at in the competition now. So the competition, so it's headed by Elon Musk, so it's a SpaceX Hyperloop pod competition, and we're the only team left from the Southern Hemisphere. So we started out from 1,700 global entries. We went to the final 30 in Texas this year, and we've been selected um, as the only finalists from the Southern Hemisphere now um, to compete in January. So we're very excited to be part. So if it becomes a reality, what will that look like on the ground? Well, exactly. It's a great question. So it's actually becoming a reality. They're putting a track between Dubai and Abu Dhabi, so it's happening at the moment. Um, so what we're developing is we're developing the techs, we're developing the pod for the Hyperloop, not dissimilar to the trains for the tracks. So when it comes to the ground, what we want to do is put a track between Melbourne and Sydney, have a 50-minute um, commute, and we want to see that happen soon. 
And so what kind of benefit would that bring to rural Australia or people like along the route? It would change everything. So we're really interested in the development of smart cities and how we can connect people like never before. So as I mentioned, 15 minutes Melbourne to Sydney, but we're looking nine minutes Melbourne to Shepparton. We're seeing how we can connect regional Australia to the cities. We could change the concept of a city and where you live. You could live in Shepparton and go to Melbourne within 10 minutes and it could change where you live, how you live and how you you connect and commute. Absolutely. So exciting to be part of a project that that brings such a visionary idea. Yeah, that's a great thing. So we're students. So it's all student-led, all student-run. I'm a communication student um, as a start. So to all be collaborating in this space, to be on the forefront of innovation, the forefront of transport. And what we're doing is we're disrupting what's already there. So no one's done something like this before. But we're actually culminating all this technology that's already in existence and we're bringing it together so we can create something great. So that's what we're trying to do here. So when this comes to fruition, what kind of role do you think you'll play? Well, to be honest with you, that's what we're deciding right now. So our sole focus is on the competition. But I personally want to be involved in this space. I think innovation and technology is such an interesting area, especially for women in STEM. There isn't, we're really trying to promote that at the moment. I've loved being a part of it. I want to be involved with Hyperloop. I want to see it happen. So in any capacity, I'm going to try and make that happen. And what would you say to people who are thinking about something really wild, crazy and different um, and have a vision for the future that is distinct from what what exists now um, and they're a bit reluctant to put their idea forward? I think you've just got to have a go. You know, there are going to be a lot of people that say no. A lot of people have told us what we're doing is crazy. And to be honest, it is at times. But you've just got to be there. If you're not in it at all, you're never going to get anywhere. And what's just have a go. That's my point of view. And the great thing is collaborate. Be open to If you've got an idea and someone's got another idea, work together. We're all in this together. If we can all facilitate each other and work together and try and develop technology and develop innovation, I think that's where we all want to be. Fantastic. Thank you so much. No worries. Hi, my name is Casey Thomas and I'm the CEO of Dark Shadow Studios. Uh, We're a small startup company that's creating a game in virtual reality called Drone Legion. It's pretty much the combination of real drone racing in virtual reality to save people money. If you go out and you train, um, you can crash as many times as you like in our game. Um, Or if you guys just want to have a play, you can join together and race each other online. And tell me about your role. Um, Being CEO, I pretty much much boss everybody else around. Um, I make sure the timeline's up to date. I keep the, um, the budget in line and also keeping an eye out for possible investors um, and it's great to come to expos and events because you never know who you're going to meet. And are you currently funded? Uh, not yet. Um, pretty much what we've done is out of our own back pocket. Um, so we've got the two levels, VR, everything's good to go. So if we can just get a little bit of funding, like if someone was to invest in us, who knows what we could do. And what is it like being a, a young woman CEO of a startup, a tech startup? Um, it's really fun. Like it's opened my eyes to a lot of things because I've tried to be a hairdresser, a masseuse. Um, I've done tattooing even. So I never felt like spiritually happy because I've always been a gamer. I love gaming. It's awesome. And one day I just thought, you know what, I'm going to do what I want to do, what I love to do, and it's great to get up every day to do something that I love. So the technology is amazing and it's really easy to pick up. And what are some of the challenges that you're facing? Um, Some of the challenges is um, it's hard to sort of get a team to stick together without any money because, you know, money makes the world go round. So that's probably one of our main things. But so far our team's been really good and they've just been working, you know, helping us out because they can see the potential as much as we can. And what advice do you have to people who have got ideas that kind of want to put it out there but aren't sure? Um, Just keep chasing your dreams. Like you can put it out there, put 
it on Facebook, put it on YouTube, upload it. Um, social media is amazing. You can get so much out there. Um, always go to events. Um, if they're free, that's awesome. Um, sometimes it does pay to go to events because it also supports the people that are actually running it. Um, but, yeah, just networking and follow-ups. Follow-up is amazing. My name is Sally Calloway and today I was at Future Assembly talking about diversity in VR and how I believe that the wonderful people from uh, that are attending Future Assembly from all different parts of the tech industry should be watching what happens in VR as it forms itself as a new industry and taking lessons from that in terms of what diversity helps achieve within that particular new industry. So what can employers or tech startups do to be more mindful of bringing diversity into their projects? Absolutely. A lot of um, when it comes to changing the structure of your business uh, to embrace diversity more is actually uh, very much about awareness. So it's about being aware about what the structure of your business is, like what the actual gender de- gender split is, and whether you are able to in- increase that gender uh, participation of females or um, any other gender that's not male um, in your business as well. So uh, where there's opportunities to hire females, being really proactive um, within the particular areas that um, women might actually be working or looking for work in. But sometimes it's very different to where men uh, particularly gather, gather to seek work as well. So um, I tend to point people to quite a lot of Facebook groups where women in tech or girls in tech or girls who code actually discuss um, you know, socially issues and um, news, news articles and everything as well. So usually because that is more of a social circle, like women are more likely to be there and speaking directly to those groups can often yield a, a little bit more um, of a diverse like lay of the land of people as opposed to just a, a putting um, job ads up on standard websites that might be a little bit more male heavy. And can you say a little bit more about what um, a diverse team, what difference that makes? Absolutely. So a diverse team will often have many more different ideas and different applications of those ideas, different ways of thinking about that come through in conversation. So instead of having a very homogenous culture where perhaps only um, particular issues are thought of in, in certain ways, and particularly with tech, I feel that it can become, can become quite an echo chamber at times. So having different um, like uh, diverse ideas and d- diverse applications of technology can actually help like diversify the types of projects and the types of solutions that your company is, is seeking, depending on, on where you're coming from. So I can imagine it would really um, bring that differentiation and, and give you a, a distinct advantage, perhaps. Yeah, most certainly. Particularly, like, um, my experience is mostly within the games industry. We see a lot of games about shooting things, right? And um, when we start involving more women in the industry and, and having women start up their own teams and their own companies as well, we see different types of games. And naturally, like, uh, different types of games appeal to different types of people, and that helps grow the whole industry and grow the user base as well. Right. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. That's okay. It is coming, whether the politicians want it or not. It is coming, whether the traditional parties are prepared for it or not. Because we can do it, and we are doing it, all over the world, in different ways. Some groups are focusing on blockchain, and it's a technological focus. Other groups are focusing on global issues, some national issues, some participation, some voting mechanisms. Where we'll end up, which will become the overarching system that is operated around the world, there might not be one, there might be two or three, that's the only thing we don't know yet. But guarantee, within 20 years, you'll be voting regularly in some form of technological platform. 
This is the second year that I've been to Future Assembly, and last year was the first year they held the event. It's full of people leading the way with excitement towards a bright future. Bold concepts in early stages, advocates of new ways of living, working, and playing. We had one speaker who was talking about a startup weekend that helped people turn business ideas into reality in record time not only in major cities, but in remote communities such as Africa, empowering not only the privileged, but anyone who wanted to bring their business ideas into the world. The VP of the Tesla Owners Club was giving people the chance to experience just how fast the Model S accelerates. A digital agency from a university with some really creative applications for VR gave you an experience of color and shape in a way that's quite meditative and calming, which is a real contrast to the fast-paced, high-action, often violent games in the rest of the space. We had cryptocurrency advocates helping people understand and access Bitcoin as an unregulated global currency. I now have an e-wallet that I can accept Bitcoin with. There were members of a maker's workshop that invites people to come and make their own drone and learn about the Internet of Things. You could learn to code or at least get an introduction. I now know a bit about cascading style sheets and how it relates to Java and HTML. It's a great event with a real community feel and I look forward to next year.